Welcome back to the Impact Sessions with me, Nick Bramley. I'm delighted to have another excellent guest with us today. My guest is Deborah Carr. She's the business owner of two businesses. One is Total Spa Solutions, and the other one is a business called Anada. And we've decided to call this podcast today, Oh No, Not the Dreaded Pivot Word. Now, what I mean is, please don't turn off because you've heard the word pivot. We've got a real story to tell, and Deborah's going to be a, a fascinating guest to share with you some of the things that she's been up to during lockdown and what her plans are post-second lockdown. So without further ado, Deborah, great to see you again. And you, Nick. Thanks for having me. That's all right. Always a smiley face and always uh, buzzing, despite the fact that we are recording this on a Friday afternoon. So you're doing well to... Uh, there might be a glass of wine next year, but I suspect, to keep <laughs> you going. That's <laughs> after this. Excellent. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll start... I'm going to ask you some questions that will take us on a bit of a journey for the, the listener and the viewer uh, and just share with us a bit of your sort of uh, recent experiences. So you've got a core business, as I would call it, Total Spa Solutions. Uh, and that core business has been established for a while. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what Total Spa Solutions is and then maybe lead on to what happened when the first UK lockdown was announced on March the 24th for you? Yeah, sure. So um, I've had Total Spa Solutions for just over three years now um, and we work specifically within the spa industry. Um, and Total Spa Solutions, really the core of that business was to help support spas maximising their revenue, all with people. So we would support them with therapists as and when they needed it so that they could scale up and scale down so that, as I said, they could maximise their revenue, but also so that they're matching the needs of their clients and their guests so that they can, um, you know, work really hard over Christmas and New Year and then perhaps put, pull it back when they're a little bit quieter. Okay, it's a great business model. It's a great business model, isn't it? I've worked with you a little while, you know, just pre-lockdown and, and a little bit during the lockdown. It is a great business model because the, the the spas themselves benefit from, like you say, maximising the revenue without taking on necessarily the overhead. So, um, but I guess then the world changed on the 24th of March in the UK when our Prime Minister announced total lockdown with an indefinite period at that stage, wasn't it? What was the... What was the a situation there for you? How did the announcement affect Total Spa Solutions? Yeah, well, it started before the lockdown for us, to be honest, uh, Nick. I mean, we went from February to having the biggest month we'd ever had as a business to by, I think, the 15th of March, um, consumer confidence had gone. Um, a lot of spas were already starting to see masses of cancellations. There was already um, a lot of um, scared you know, nothing short of scared business owners, salon owners um, and general managers as well. So we kind of seen that it was coming um, to the point where I remember on the 17th of March, which was a Wednesday, I thought to myself, if we can get to Friday, I think we're going to, you know, we're going to be doing all right. So it happened for us very, very quickly. Um, and obviously, because we're dealing out of spas, once that um, initial um, lockdown came and we were all, you know, told to stay at home, we literally didn't have a platform to work anymore. Wow. I mean, you forget the uncertainty of the weeks leading up to the 24th, don't you, really? And like you said there, in consumer confidence crashed because people were, we didn't know what we didn't know at that stage. I think we were a bit better informed in November, but, you know, even then it was, do we wear a mask? Do we go out? The hand washing. 
so your business was already falling off a, a bit of a cliff uh, a few weeks before the actual formal announcement. So what was your first reaction to that then? How did you, you're a mum, you're on a business, you've got responsibilities, I guess, to, you know, to, from a financial point of view, what was your reaction to that? Um, I mean, I think to, to start with, it was a real jumble sale of emotions, really, because we'd gone from riding a huge crest of a wave of, you know, fantastic development and growth as a business to very, very quickly realising that, you know, without these spas being open, we had no way of making any revenue in that classic traditional um, platform that we had. Um, but on the other hand, I was now looking at a situation at home where I had two children. And, you know, for me, well, as always, they were the priority. You know, we had to make sure that we could homeschool the children that I was around. So for want of a better way, we had to put the business on a back burner. I had to park it um, for that short term to make sure that we could get some sort of, dare I say, normality in the house, you know, mm. figuring out how we're going to do all that. And um, yeah, there was that very, very start period, there was just that uncertainty, wasn't there, across the board, nobody knew what to do for the best, how was it going to work, so it was, like I said, just that getting through each day and working with the emotions that came with that day. I think you got hit the nail on the head there, by the way, when you say things like getting to some kind of level of normality, whatever that looked like, in the early days it was homeschooling, what times do we do that? What content are we doing? What does a week look like? What does a day look like? So, but on the other side, you've parked the business that you've invested three years of your time, effort, love into and, and, had, and had made a significant inroad into, you know, in the early parts of the year. So when it settled into a pattern and you were doing the homeschooling and your mum duties were being taken care of and, and I know your husband works from home. So, you know, you, you were all sort of clustered in together. Um, what options did you think you had in terms of making either that business work or doing something to create a, 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 some level of income and, uh, and and forward kind of plan for you? Yeah, I think the first plan really was to um, ensure that we could keep going. Although there was no revenue coming in, what we had to do was very, very quickly batten down the hatches you know, make sure that anything we were paying for that wasn't an absolute necessity was was kind of binned off, for want of a better word. Mm. Um, and we're very lucky in the fact that we don't have a lot of massive overheads. You know, some of these businesses you heard of, you know, have huge investment in premises and equipment and stock, you know, which, thank goodness for us, we didn't have at that point. Well, mm. you know, so that we could, we could shrink the business very, very quickly. Um, and because a lot of what we do, well, everything that we do is, is it's person to person. It's it's really hard to then take that model and start to put it online, uh, which is what you know a lot of businesses were doing mm. very quickly, moving everything they had and putting it onto an online platform, which was just just unrealistic for us. It, was it just wasn't not an option, was it? Given what you do, you can't you can't really give someone a you know, a, a spa experience online and, and uh, you know, from, from remotely. There's nothing, you can't, what, what are they supposed to do? Sort of pour the oils on themselves and put the hot stones on their own back and things. But that's as far as I know about spa treatments, hot stones and oil. But, you know, let's not get into the technicalities of my capabilities around the product range. So, um, so yeah, anyway, so you had this vacuum, I guess, of, well, 
what do we do? But what gets me about you, Debbie, you don't strike me as someone who just sit there and be a victim. You don't strike me as someone who'll sit there and go, well, woe is me. You know, we can't do anything. So um, we've heard a lot about words and phrases like unprecedented, new normal. My favourite's unmute bottom left, which when I'm on Zoom, I hear we get people going unmute bottom left, unmute bottom left. But of course, we've heard the word pivot, which is why we've called this, you know, oh, no, not the dreaded pivot word. It's overused beyond belief. But you must have had a light bulb moment at some stage, uh, Deborah, that said, what about or can I? And, and what was your light bulb moment? Because we'll talk about, obviously, we've talked about Total Spa Solutions, which is still obviously up and running, but sort of we're now on a second lockdown. But you've launched something different, which I'll come on to in a second. What was the particular pivot light bulb moment that made you think come on let's give this a go it was actually a, a little bit of a journey really uh nick i think once we got over that initial sort of oh my god we've gone into lockdown what the hell are we going to do there was a moment of reflection after that and a moment where we could just stop and think um and really look at what we were doing um because the business had grown so quickly you kind of get drawn into that um that growth that moving forward all of the time and we hadn't stopped and actually thought about, you know, were we enjoying what we were doing? Um, was everything right? Were we still passionate about it? So that's where the sort of the pivot almost came because I sat and looked at different elements of Total Spa Solutions and was very honest with myself about what we were doing. Um, you know, there was a part of it that was very profitable for us, but I didn't enjoy it. Mm. Um, and I've sort of made that decision that when we do come back, actually, I'm not going to do that anymore because I don't enjoy it. Mm. Um, and there was the other little aspects of it as well, that, that although I was very passionate about that part of the business, it wasn't, um, it wasn't the take up was very small on it. So again, we had to be quite honest with that. It's quite, um, a, good, it's quite a good time. I mean, you wouldn't want it forced on you again, but it was quite a good reflection time, wasn't it? Without the distractions of, just day-to-day -day operations and delivery. Um, it's really interesting that you've done what you've done in terms of saying, you know, whilst it's profitable, I don't enjoy it. You've set your business up. You don't want to set your business up to do things you don't enjoy, do you? So what a great sort of decision and, and, a, and, a, and a fairly brave one to do that because it's not about the money. It's about the balance between are you enjoying what you do? Does it add value? Um, you know, does it add value to me as well as the customer base, etc.? Uh, and also then saying, well, whilst we enjoy this stuff, it's not making any money either. So yeah, the reflection is brilliant. So what did you do? What what came out of that reflection then? I think the, the first thing that sort of came out of the, the reflection was that we were a, a, a group of highly skilled people within that industry you know the team of therapists that I've got have all worked in different environments and are very professional and have a, this myriad of skills that weren't being used um, and then when I sort of sat back and looked at what we did as a business we were just working on a on a b2b basis and I it really just dawned on me kind of one day when I was out walking the dog I thought why are we not a consumer business as well why are we not offering these skills um, and these authentic experiences to the consumer. Um, and it was a, that was the light bulb moment where I thought, why weren't we doing this before? It, it's amazing what walking the dog will do, isn't it? Or, or, you know, or going for a run or whatever, you know, thinking time, clarity time, that kind of stuff. So 
my light bulb came while I was the first three days of lockdown. I've admitted to many people. I sat and watched Netflix for three days back to back. And I was sat there. I was watching it, but not watching it. My brain was spinning. And, you know, I had a couple of light bulbs in that time. But uh, it was just, I, I chose to just veg out for three days thinking, you know, and, and I haven't got a dog, you see, but the kids have always wanted one. So that might, if they listen to this and go, well, see what a dog does, Dad. We can have a dog. Um, great. It was a, a little light bulb that came on. And, and actually, from being a business-to-business brand at Total Spa Solutions, providing services to spas, top hotels, independent spas, that kind of thing, all B2B, it is fairly obvious now you look at it and go, what were you missing? Why weren't you doing business to consumer? So what was launched out of that little light bulb moment on the dog walk then? Yeah, there was that, why weren't we doing this before? Uh, but yeah, so from that, we, we came back and really thought about what I wanted to deliver, what did I want that experience to become? Um, and that's that was when Anada was born. So Anada, right? It, it's, I've never come across the word. It's interesting. It obviously means something. What does Anada mean then, Deborah? Where did that come from? So Anada is Scandinavian for spirit. Um, and we wanted that sort of spirit around what we do because it's the, the spirit of spa, but also the spirit of wellness together. Okay. And that's a very Scandinavian kind of uh, ethic, I guess, isn't it? You associate sort of wellness and well-being with everything from the saunas and the treatments and all the things that go with that. So, okay, did you know about Anada before or did, was it was it tr- searching through um, international thesauruses and things to come up with the name? I would like to say that I already knew what it was, but no, it was a search for something that sounded really good. Okay. <laughs> but actually, it was once I seen it and I um, found out what it meant, there was there was no going past that actually. So you you just went that's it. No, it's not. A, I'm not. It's not on the short list. It is the list type. Yeah. Thing. yeah. Really? Okay. So you made a decision to pivot towards business to consumer. You were looking at Anada as a as a, a an opportunity to launch a B two C brand. Um, Tell us about what that process was like, because it's very different. In fact, it's completely different to what you were doing before. The only the only consistency is the spa piece. The rest of it, the delivery, the mechanism, the, the end game, the routes to market, all different. So what what was this what, what did you have to go through initially just to even get Anada out into the you know the public consciousness, really? Um, do you know there was a lot of learning on my feet, Nick, to start with, because I totally underestimated the difference of working from in you know that B two B to taking mm. that to the consumer. It is like day and night. It really is, you know, from tone of voice to branding to delivery, um, everything is 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 different, really. And um, it was, you know, with every stone that was turned, there was a new lesson that came with it. Uh, so it has been very, very much learning on the job with it. And I've been very fortunate enough to have worked previously with people that have got experience with both. So there's been a little bit of calling in some favours as well with that as well, just to, so you to help. Personally, you personally have got no B2C experience in your sort of work history then. So it wasn't something that you said, I've done this before, let's do it differently. You had not literally none. No, no, none. I've always worked in a that business environment. Yeah, always. Okay. What would you say the difference has been then in terms of 
the work that you've put in to get an order from an idea and a concept out to the marketplace versus the work you would have done this year if we hadn't have had COVID and had totally spa solutions and that was it then. Have you worked harder? Have you had to work longer? Have you had to work, you know, what's been the difference from a launch mid-global mid pandemic to what would be what have been running a business that was, you know, growing quite quickly? What's your view on that? Um, I think it's working outside your comfort zone a little bit. Uh, you know, with Total Spa Solutions, you know, there's, there's always the uncertainty, you know, as we are now, um, of running your own business. But with that side of the business, it's something that I was quite comfortable with. I was very much in my comfort zone. I knew what we were doing, any um, hurdles that we came across. I was quite confident that I knew a positive solution out of that. You can we... spot the hurdles before they came as well with a bit of experience. And that's the other thing, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You, yeah, you could kind of see that coming where with this, it's been, um, yeah, just a bit more of a, of a journey. So it has been a lot of hard work um, and not just the hard work, it's the learning as you're going um, and learning as well to um, react quite quickly if you are making a mistake. Mm. So it's that having to do a task, get so far, but look up and make sure, right, is this right? Um, and then rectify any mistakes that you've made. So it's it's been um, a real learning journey, a real learning journey. And as I said before, it's working outside your comfort zone. Mm. But it's it's amazing how quickly you do you do adapt. Excellent. So tell us about Anada then, because we obviously get the concept of Total Spa Solutions, putting spa experts and therapists in to fill gaps in like you say, diary provision or capability or just to make sure you're maximising the offer to your client if you're a spa manager or a spa owner. So what is Anada? Tell us about Anada and what that delivers. Who's it for? Yep. So Anada is um, an at-home spa experience. So this is, um, it's quite a different concept to what's out there on the market. It's quite um, unique in that it's a three-hour experience that, I would say at the moment, but when we're up and running, it's um, usually it's delivered into homes um, or holiday homes, things like that. Mm -hmm. And it's usually for groups of about four people. And that experience will um, encompass not only a gorgeous spa treatment, but also some um, nice wellness um, aspects to it as well. We do um, a little bit of guided meditation. We do uh, a tea huddle um, and just some nice beauty things with that. But the overall um, essence of Anada is about bringing the power of outside inside. So all our treatments are based on the natural elements around us mm. so that we can get those benefits, particularly at this time of year when we're not out and about walking and things like that, that we would be perhaps in the summer, but it's still getting the benefits from that, um, as well as your luxury treatment as well. So it's a full all around experience. Excellent. I love that, bringing the outside in. But I also love the fact that you've clearly spent time and effort thinking about the brand i mean you you know the the, the stuff you've sent through for, to me to have a look at in the fabulous you know good quality it, it, it reeks of quality and 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 a, and, a, and, a, and a fantastic experience and i guess that's deliberate elevating it to a, a luxury experience but it, it doesn't mean it's any less affordable or accessible does it, it just it's just a luxury experience i guess Oh, absolutely. And I think this is an alternative to a spa experience um, mm. as well. You know, there's there's always a place for a spa experience. But I think particularly now where 
a lot more people will take health more seriously, in particular their mental health and their well-being. Mm. I wanted to add an extra layer to that, um, where you know, and that absolutely gorgeous luxury treatment with it as well. But yeah, it's, this is accessible for everybody, and you know, my vision for this is that everybody leaves an experience just feeling totally relaxed that they've picked up a few little hints and tips and just really enjoyed the, the experience excellent okay so what have you learned about yourself this year um as a, as a business owner you were already running a business that was successful you were about to sort of explore exponentially with total spa solutions but covid stopped that in its tracks and now you've got a business consumer brand that's you know there and and yeah lockdowns are a temporary but you know, quality uh, is permanent, isn't it? Really, what have you learned about yourself this year, then, as a as an individual and maybe as a business owner, Debs? <laughs> I think that I'm glutton for punishment in some respects. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I've just learned a bit of resilience, um, Nick. You know, we have to be resilient at the minute because we are. I hate to say this, but we are going through unprecedented times. But you know, it, it would be too easy to kind of sit back and um, and kind of just let this consume you where I think you've just got to take the opportunity from that. So I, I kind of think I've learned that from myself as well. Um, and I've also learned to homeschool two children as well, which I never thought I'd ever be able to do. Can I ask how old your children are just from a, a, the listeners getting a perspective of how hard or easy that might be? How old are your children to homeschool then, Deborah? They're 11 and 14. Oh, that's that's quite a hard sweet spot that I think, you know, I think if they're a bit younger, you can give them activities to do. But 11 and 14, they're expecting some hard knowledge from the parents, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I've gone away and Googled a few things on my phone before I've had to go back. <laughs> well, there is a thing called new maths for people my age. Apparently maths is not the same as it used to be. Surely it either adds up or it doesn't add up, but you know, hey, new maths is new maths. And I would I would not be able to teach mine when they were younger. Um, I did try once and my, 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 my son said to me, that's not how you do maths, dad. I was like, well, that's how you did maths when I was at school. So yeah, I, I don't envy the homeschooling. It's, you know, it's such a, a challenging thing. The second lockdown is slightly different than the fact that they're back at school, aren't they? But uh, okay. So we're in... This uncertain time in the UK, um, around the world, we've got listeners in different countries. Everyone's kind of, there's different levels of lockdown. We're in full lockdown for the best part of a month. Where does that leave you at the moment in terms of your thinking for 2021? Let's get past the fact that we've got to get through December. We've got to get to the end of the year. What's your view on 2021 for both Total Spa Solutions, if that's continuing, and Anada as that develops? Where do you think that's going to look if, if you were either optimistic or realistic, Debs? Um, I think for Total Spa Solutions, I think if I'm being realistic, I think next year could be a bit of a tricky year for them, for that business, because the spa industry i think is going to have um a bit of a long road ahead you know it's been hit ever so hard with this pandemic mm. um, and unfortunately there's been some victims of that as well so um i think it's going to be a, a difficult year but i think we've done enough to be able to survive that and we're very lucky to have some um really good clients that we work with continually so i'm quite confident we'll get through that and, and ready for whatever next year brings for that so, so if it, if if we don't have lockdown but we have we have you know decent advice but we're allowed to move around then you're going to be okay it's the lockdowns that will cripple it won't it because that's where you're not allowed to do anything isn't it really i guess 
yeah, that's it. I mean, we, we literally can't, we can't do anything um, during a lockdown and all the, um, the contacts that we have, you know, are furloughed and not working themselves. So it's very difficult to even, you know, keep communication going during this time. Okay. I always like to think about transferring advice or knowledge or wisdom to some of the listeners, not from me, God forbid, but from our guests. That's why we have good guests on. Um, I'd just like to ask if, you, if there's someone listening who is in a business that's been you know, really badly affected and is looking for, I guess, the dreaded P pivot word, or somebody who might be at work and thinking, you know, my job's not safe. I'm not sure this working from home, the, the, the furlough, whatever. I'm just unhappy or unhappier than I was. Uh, running a business might be a good idea for me. What, would you, what advice would you give to somebody in, in, in a, a global pandemic with all the uncertainty about either pivoting or starting a new business? What would you say to them? That's a really good question. Um, I think I would, I would kind of ask them why. I understand that people um, have got to, I hate to use the word like you say, pivot. I understand that sometimes you've got to do that. You know, we've got to keep rooms over our head and put food on the table. But ultimately, this is not going to last forever. So my question would be, you know, why are you doing it? Are you doing it just to pivot to put, you know, like I say, food on the table? Or is it something that you're really passionate about? Hmm. Because, you know, to put the amount of work into getting a business up and running in this climate it takes blood, sweat and tears. It takes long nights. And unless you're incredibly lucky, your return is not going to come in, you know, immediately. It's going to take a long time. And if you don't have that passion and love for what you're doing, that's not going to take you, you know, five years into the future. It might not even put food on the table if that's the reason to do it, because the food might not come straight away. I love that question though, why are you doing it? It might be the circumstance have created the, the perfect storm in a good way for them to say, I've been thinking about doing this for ages. I've got time on my hands because I've been furloughed or whatever to think about it, plan it, etc. So there might be a good opportunity from a perfect storm point of view, but if they don't love it and they're not passionate about it and they're doing it for you know, financial reasons, they have to be more realistic perhaps with their expectations is that is that what you're saying about that oh absolutely yeah absolutely um you know like you say the necessity is the mother of all invention and sometimes i think that that's fantastic and in one respect now is is almost a perfect time to start a business because if you can make it work through this you can make it work through anything absolutely um, that's a, yeah that's a great sort of way of looking at it um but it's got to be built on the right right foundations just taking a step back then obviously to launch a business there's a lot of money involved usually usually you would go out to expertise and you go out to support and get some you might get marketing consultants or whatever it might be you've had to do a lot yourself i would imagine haven't you you've had to do a lot yourself yeah yeah we have i mean the the budget for launching an order has been absolutely tiny so to spend any money, you know, you really question, you know, can I do this myself mm. before I go out and pay for somebody else to do it? Um, so, yeah, I have had to do a lot of it myself, yeah. What What do you reckon the, the biggest skill that you've learned this year that you didn't think you had on you or even maybe wasn't of interest to you before you, before you started thinking about it? Um, I think I 
actually knew more about social media than I thought I did. I don't know, perhaps I was just lazy before, but I actually, now that it was down to me and down to growing the business and the brand to use that tool, um, actually I could, I could do it and I didn't have to get help for that, which was, um, which was really beneficial. Good stuff. I also think something that's worth thinking about for anyone, by the way, is what's the strength of your network? Because this is when you find out who your friends are. And I don't mean friends as in Facebook friends, but you find out who, who are supportive and who are able to and willing to give something back to you. And I know you, 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 you've got a number of people that you're surrounded by who, you know, will offer advice and support and, and that kind of thing. And, you know, just, just calling someone up and going, what about this? I've got an idea, whatever. So if you're going to launch your business right now, think about why you're doing it. Exactly. Brilliant advice, Deborah. Brilliant advice. But also think about, have I got a network of people who I can just draw on if I haven't got those skills myself, but I haven't got a massive budget either? Because I don't think many people are going to be sitting there thinking I've got a massive budget to spend on launching a, a, a business or a brand, unless they've been, you know, had a redundancy payment or whatever it might be. So you've launched an order on a shoestring that looks far from a shoestring business. It looks top, top notch. So, you know, I, I would just say to you without being too patronising, well done on getting that right, because... It would have been easy without a budget to think we'll skimp on this, we'll skimp on that. It looks fabulous as a starting point. So great, uh, uh, great to see that, Deb. So well done on that. Thank you. That's all right. You must be proud of it, aren't you? It's a new little baby, isn't it? Oh yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm really proud of it, um, and I'm you know really proud of what we've done and love it. I can't wait to get really get going with it. And I think this is where I come back to. You've got to be passionate about what you're doing because. I don't mind the long hours that come with it. And actually, at the minute, I understand that, we're, you know, we're not a profitable business. We're not making any money at the minute. Yeah. But I kind of think you can't love something and work on it that hard for it not to come to fruition in the end. Absolutely brilliant. The last thing I want to finish with is a bit of Mystic Meg crystal ball gazing. OK, let's say we come to terms with the pandemic. The economic climate evens out a little bit. Um, what are your sort of hopes and ambitions for, for both sides of the business by the end of 2021? Let's say we all get mass vaccinations. You know, thankfully, we get to the back of it. It becomes much less deadly. There's much more consumer confidence. People are allowed to or feel more confident moving around. We get to there. Let's say we get there by Easter. What do you reckon? What's the hopes and ambitions for, for Total Spa Solutions and Anada by the end of 2021? My hope and ambitions for, for both of them would be that they're both still successful, credible businesses by the end of the year. You know, hopefully Anada um, has got an, the brand has been built enough so that um, people understand it and that it's an experience that they want to have. And then when they have had it, they enjoy it. Um, and for Total Spa Solutions, our ambition will be, as it always has been, is to support our partners and making sure that they're maximising their revenue and that they're getting back on their feet as well and that we're there to help them. Brilliant. Well, listen, I've really enjoyed understanding a lot more about kind of the challenges. There's clearly passion in what you do, but there's clearly work ethic as well, Deb. I know, I know that from knowing you, you know, the long hours putting the, the work, but I also love the pivot word doesn't mean you've pivoted your business. You've probably pivoted your skill set, haven't you? And you've, you know, you've developed you as a, as a, as a marketeer and a social media expert and a ninja, you know, the things, the things that you probably didn't think you had in your locker at the start of the year. So I love to see that. I'm going to finish with, we're in lockdown at the moment in the UK. 
So let's assume we get through that. Let's assume that people, you know, want a bit of wellness time. Um, how do I go about either buying an Anada experience as a, as a gift for someone for Christmas, maybe? Or how do I go about having a bit of me time with the Anada experience? Give us your contact details. I'm going to put a slide up as you do that. Um, but tell us about how we get in touch with you if we want an Anada experience, either for ourselves or for our um, our our loved ones, as it were. Okay. Yeah. So check out our website for Anada, which is www.anada.co.uk, and we've got all the information about the experiences and how to book on there. And you'll also find information on our Instagram and Facebook pages. What's your Instagram and Facebook? You might as well give us those while you can, if you've got them off the top of your head. Yeah, sure. So Instagram and Facebook is anada-spa-wellness. And it's A-N-A-D-A, isn't it? Yeah. That's right, okay. yeah. Well, for those who've not looked at the Impact Sessions previously, let me just tell you, it is available as a podcast series. It's available on all the usual popular platforms. We'll host this episode on the Impact uh, uh, Impactus Group website, also our YouTube channel, but it's available on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Google Play, Podbean and CastBox. So whichever one that you prefer your podcasts on, please feel free to, uh, uh, to download Click the series link, give us a like and a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a thumbs up and maybe a nice five star review if you've uh, enjoyed the experience of this one and others in the series. For now, I'd just like to say, Deb, it's been an absolute pleasure, as I knew it would be. You're an inspiration to many in terms of just getting it done. And I know, looking at where you are with the backdrop for those who are watching on video, it's all getting done from your house, isn't it? Yeah, everything's getting done from what was my dining room. Excellent. Okay, so you're not having big family dinners anymore because you're not allowed to invite invite people anyway, are you? So <laughs> No. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Dev, that's absolutely brilliant. Thanks for your time again. Thanks for being a guest on uh, uh, the Impact Sessions podcast. And uh, we'll see you again soon. That's great. Thanks very much, Nick. No problem. Take care.